Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 6th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And, uh, you know, we're kind of winding things down here, I have to say. It's been been getting a little slower in Magic Land. Uh, four games left. We'll, we'll have a preview of tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets. Get you set for that one. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're all beginning to look a little bit more toward the offseason, which will be very, very busy. And obviously there was the big controversy earlier this week, which, you know, we've dug into. You can check out my thoughts on it uh, in a previous uh, podcast uh, from Tuesday, from Tuesday night. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, we're definitely closing things off. And so these episodes, the last probably week, next two weeks will be probably a little bit shorter. We're going to save some of our off-season recap stuff for after the actual season ends. I've got a lot of plans for that for both the podcast as well as OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, and so there, there are still a few things I want to run through and, and talk about as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. But we kind of reached this point where there's just this air of inevitability about the direction the Magic are headed and, and what's left this season. There's there's four games left, uh, and, and so we do want to talk a little bit about this. I'll talk a little about Aaron Gordon as well as Jeff Green, in addition to previewing tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets. But before we do that, I do want to say a quick word from our good friends over at SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. I used SeatGeek just Monday night. Took my off night. Gwen enjoyed the Raw after Mania. Beach Mall Mania was running wild, as Chris Jericho liked to say, and had an amazing, amazing time. Got in the building with so much ease um, using the SeatGeek app. Got a good price on my ticket as well um, and, and just enjoyed the show. And it's, it's really that simple. There's, of course... Four games left on the Magic schedule, three of them at the Amway Center, including tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Brooklyn doesn't sound like an interesting opponent, but they're playing much better, as I'll I'll tell you in a little bit. And, of course, uh, the rumor is that Tracy McGrady will be in the house uh, for his recognition uh, for his Hall of Fame induction, just the second Magic player inducted into the Hall of Fame. uh, So you don't want to miss that. Of course, Saturday, the Magic play the Indiana Pacers. And then next Wednesday, the Magic close out their regular season with Fan Appreciation Night against the Detroit Pistons. So just three more opportunities to see the Magic. On top of that, all that, you've got summer concerts coming in, in in all over Florida. You could go to Tampa and watch it at the Amphitheater. There's going to be a lot of concerts at the Amway Center. SeatGeek is the place to go to get your tickets to all those events. It's always the first place I go to look for tickets to a game or concert. And everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work, and you save time 
and most importantly, money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. Here's what you have to do to get your $20 rebate. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LOMAGIC. That's L-O-M-A-G-I-C. And SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOMAGIC today. And I mentioned concerts and I mentioned all that other good stuff. Don't forget Orlando City is playing all throughout the summer. If you have not been to the new Orlando City Soccer Stadium, uh, it is incredible and and definitely worth checking out. And the best way to do that, if you can't, if you're not a season ticket holder, if you can't get tickets, is through SeatGeek. Like I said, a, a an interesting and, and kind of big game tonight for the Orlando Magic. They take on the Brooklyn Nets. Every game's a big game, I guess. I mean, uh, for what it, whatever it's worth, the Magic are locking themselves pretty firmly into that fourth spot. I think they're still a game and a half, two games back of Philadelphia for fifth. Um, not really a, I guess, big, you know, still a chance to Magic catch Philadelphia. But with four games left, it's, it's probably not likely to happen. But Brooklyn is a team. They they have the worst record in the in the league. Um, they're pretty much locked into that, uh, although Phoenix has tried to fall back to the pack a little bit. And, and Brooklyn has done some work to get themselves back up on their feet. They've won, I believe it's six of their last ten games. They're on a three-game winning streak right now. Uh, the Magic saw them on Saturday in Brooklyn and just got absolutely, essentially absolutely hosed by them. Brooklyn did such a good job attacking the paint. Uh, I, I do think some of that was, was Orlando fatigue. The Magic will never admit that. Uh, but they were definitely a little bit slower than they usually are uh, because of the travel that they had to do. It was a crazy travel travel day. You know, I, I talked actually to, to a few staffers that I know that were on the trip, uh, and, and they said it was it was definitely uh, it, it definitely could could have been an issue. And, and it's not something again. It's not an excuse that the team has to continue to play better. And, and when they're out on the floor, they have to play well. But you try getting in at 3 a.m., having to having to play a game at 7.30. That was emotionally draining as much as it was physically draining. And then having to play a 6 o'clock tip-off. It was, it was just, it, it shouldn't have been a schedule loss, but it quickly turned into a schedule loss because of the other factors uh, that were happening. And so, the Magic playing the Nets tonight, a little bit of revenge maybe on their minds, maybe an opportunity to make good on that defeat. The Magic, I think, are certainly a better team than Brooklyn and certainly a team that can take advantage. I mean, let's take it this way. The Magic didn't the Magic got out to an early lead against Brooklyn on Saturday. They did not look good throughout that game. They were making shots and then all of a sudden they just went cold, gave up an 11-0 run and that, and that was it in a 121-111 loss. Uh or 122-112 loss or whatever it was. Um it was a 10-point loss. But Orlando plays a little bit of defense, gets a few more stops. There's certainly every reason to believe that they could win that game. You score 112 points. I think even Frank Vogel said this after the game. Score 112 points. You're doing enough to win that basketball game. And the Magic just did not get the defensive stops that they needed uh, to to pull that one out. And so I'm fairly optimistic about this game. Now, granted, Brooklyn scored 141 against Philadelphia on Tuesday. They put put it on the Sixers. and, And this Nets team can score, and they can score a lot if, if you're not defending at any kind of level. 
and I know what everyone's going to say next is, well, Philadelphia lost. Orlando better lose. I, I leave that. I'll leave that to, to, to you guys to figure out what, what you were going to say about that. But this is another opportunity for the Magic to continue kind of building some cult, some culture. I mean, I, I think the team kind of knows that there is a little bit of a there is a little bit of a disconnect that that not that not everything's going to uh to to not everything's going to work um for the team and carry over the summer there are going to be changes this summer i think everyone senses that that this this roster as presently constructed cannot stay the same uh, and they're expecting you know they're going to work hard for themselves as much as for the team but they're expecting uh, the potential for upheaval uh throughout throughout the franchise. I mean, I, 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 and that's maybe a little more speculation than, than what they're saying, but um, there is a sense that that the season stops, everything else stops, and, and they'll have to rebuild from the ground up at the beginning of next season. So they're playing for pride. They're playing for their own personal satisfaction. Uh, and, you know, they do want to win these games. And I think, you know, Thursday represents a big opportunity to, to try and do that. Uh, Brooke Lopez has had good games, though, for the Nets. Um, you know, kill, you know, really killed the Magic. 30 points on his 29th birthday uh, on Saturday. Nick Vucevic, though, came right back at him. So it's going to be a lot of battles between Vucevic and, and Lopez, I think, in this game. Uh, I think that the Magic will have to do a much better job containing the, the backcourts, keeping them out of the paint. And and a big reason that the Nets won that game was 72 points off the bench. Orlando's bench has to control the reserves from the Nets. And Brooklyn actually has a really good bench. They score a lot. Starters won their matchup. The bench has to at least hold firm and hold steady, and that's been uh, a problem for a while now uh, when it comes when it comes to that. So it'll be an interesting game, to say the least. I think you, you give Brooklyn a chance. I mean, they, yes, their record is terrible, uh, and they're not a good team, but they are fun to watch. They play hard, and, and they'll pick you off if you're not careful. They'll go through lulls, they'll go through droughts, they'll, they'll struggle for a little bit. But this, I, I've been a big fan of this Nets team actually all year. I've, I've watched them at various points throughout the season, um, just randomly catching a game here and there. They play they play really hard, and, and you have to respect what, what Coach Kenny Atkinson has done in Brooklyn this year. They, ha- they don't have much to play for. They don't even have their own lottery pick to play for. Uh, so they're, they're trying to, to do something. Um, and... We'll see if they, they they we'll see what what that means in the end. But uh, going to be an interesting match. Going to be a tough game. Like I said, Trace McGrady will all, should be in the building reportedly. Uh, so we have that to look forward to. Uh, on top of all all this, so seven o'clock Amway Center, third to last home game of the year. So get excited for that. Uh, again, like I said, I'm going to try and keep today's episode a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, not as much going on uh, as 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 we'd like to like to see some stuff that I'm trying to say for the end of the season, especially. Uh, but um, big thing to I guess start with was a little bit of news that came out on Wednesday. Uh, the Magic or Jeff Green told told Josh Robbins of the Illinois Sentinel that the team is essentially shutting him, shutting him down for the rest of the season. Green has missed the last seven games. Uh, he's, he's been out since March 20th with what the team is called back spasms. Uh, Frank Vogel has even said that he still lists Green as day-to-day. Um, no, you know, that they're, they're still hopeful that he can play, but 
I think not only is it just not only is it kind of fan hope to be frank, but um, I think that the the Magic want to focus on playing young guys. You play Jeff Green, Mario Zonia's minutes come down, go down, and Mario Zonia's playing the most minutes that he's played um, this season. Uh, and that's been a huge benefit to him and a huge benefit to the franchise, even if it comes at even if it comes at the power forward position, which probably isn't Mario's natural position. Um, so you have that. You also have Marcus George Hunt and uh, and uh, Patricio Garino that you want to play a little bit. Green probably eats into their minutes a little bit too. So I think the Magic are. Making a, you know, it's been a decision I think a lot of people have wanted to see happen for a while. Scaling back the veterans, playing some younger guys more, and I think that's what motivates this decision to essentially shut Jeff Green down. Now, Jeff Green has uh, been bad. I mean, I, 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 think, I think anyone can say that this has not been a good year for Jeff Green. Uh, Green has... Had career lows this year in points per game, rebounds per game, and field goal percentage. He'll fit, if, if he's done for the year, he'll have averaged 9.2 points per game, 3.1 rebounds per game, shooting 39.4% from the floor. It has not been a, 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 a partnership that has worked out, to say the least. Green is a hard player to describe, no doubt about that. He's 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 a player that... Um, that has a lot of talent, has a lot of potential, and just just has never lived up to it. To 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 be perfectly kind of kind of you know straight about it. Uh, with with Green, a lot of the issues were that he's an isolation player. He's kind of a throwback player to to the to the early two thousands, where you give him the ball and you kind of clear out and let him do work. And, and and he's not particularly good at that anymore. And that's not what this team needed. This team needed someone who could who could move the ball, make make three pointers. Uh, and, and it just it just didn't fit. It didn't work. There's nothing. I mean, there's not a whole lot wrong with that. I mean, I think the Magic gave him a one year deal. It was a one year, fifteen million dollar contract. But I think the Magic gave him a one year deal because they just needed someone to fill those minutes. Uh, they they couldn't get anyone else that they were comfortable with, uh, and so they overpaid a little bit for Green to bring him in on a one year deal and said, Hey, if this if he plays well, maybe we can trade him for something good for the long term. If not, it's a one year deal and it doesn't doesn't hurt you. So I, I never had a problem with Jeff Green's contract. Certainly playing as much as the Magic did. A, it was hard to say who else was available to the Magic to take and who else was available for the Magic to play at the three or the four at that time. At the same time, it was clearly not working. And Green... Uh, you know, while he might have been and probably was a better option than Mario Zonia for much of the year, was standing in his way and was not producing at the level the Magic needed if they were going to succeed and make the playoffs. And and so this experiment isn't the right word because I think a lot of people kind of predicted that, that it would end like this because that's just kind of how Jeff Green has gone throughout his career, it seems. But at the same time, it, it 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 also feels like it, it didn't hurt very much, you know. At least financially, cap wise, um, 
I don't anticipate the Magic will re-sign Jeff Green over the summer. Um, you know, I think that he was, again, a, a guy that they signed because they needed someone to fill the minutes. They wanted a veteran. They didn't want to have to go young or go maybe a little bit cheaper. Uh, and, and, you know, like everyone else, you know, they've been kind of blinded by what Jeff, what everyone wants Jeff Green to be rather than what he is. Uh, certainly, I think maybe Rob Hennigan used some of his relationship and, and scouting Green as, as a younger player uh, to, to make that decision. Uh, but, again... What are you going to do? Uh, like so many other things for the Magic this year, that was one risk that did not work out. Uh, and it, it, it did it cost the Magic playoff spot? Probably not. It's just one of many decisions that went wrong. Uh, but it was another thing that went wrong, and another kind of tick on the on the on that board of of things that that we'll be looking at, I guess, at the end of the season when we when we diagnose uh, how we got where we are. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. But on a happier note, I do think that this past weekend's games showed us a little bit of where the Magic are going to try and go in the future. And when it comes to the future... The person to talk about is is Aaron Gordon. Yes, his initials were on the infamous whiteboard uh, for for Dario Saric, and I think a lot of people went and ran with that and said, "Oh, would the Magic trade Aaron Gordon for Dario Saric?" Or, you know, what are the Magic thinking doing that? And frankly, again, I don't read much into anything on that whiteboard. It's very possible that the Magic thought about acquiring Dario Saric and Philadelphia said Aaron Gordon and that's what they put down on that whiteboard I mean who who knows I don't think the Magic are interested in trading Aaron Gordon right now that to say the least I think what we saw this weekend especially showed that Aaron Gordon can be a very big part of this team's future it's about getting him to play the right way and getting his skills up to up to his talent level Something that he tried to do this summer and something that he'll again try to do next summer as well. Um, Gordon had one of his finest games of his career Friday against the Boston Celtics and scoring 32 points. When they put Jonas Jerobko on him, he attacked and he beat him off the dribble. When they put a smaller guy on him, he did you know he did a very good job doing his one dribble pull-up, which, he, which he's very good in rhythm and doing. Gordon clearly has that athleticism that you want for a fast-breaking team, and it's fit him better. So, Gordon still has to kind of put everything together. And the Magic still have to, I guess, have a little bit of patience that he will do that. Putting him in the right spot on the floor has helped tremendously in, in, in getting there. But it's also going to take a little bit more from Gordon. He's got to learn when to, to get his jump shots. He's got to learn when 
to uh he's got to learn when to attack and when to pull back and how to get others involved. He's not a playmaker. I don't think the Magic want him to be, but he's got to learn not to settle for for his jumper. When he gets to the basket, he's extremely effective. When he's getting into a rhythm with his jumper, he becomes an all-star player. But when he's dribbling it four or five times and then pulling up, he's not getting the job done. And that's something that the Magic need him to learn as well. Against the Boston Celtics, Gordon was aggressive. He got out in transition. He scored with relative ease, at least. He scored 32 points, 30 points through three quarters. Against the Brooklyn Nets, he followed that up with another 20-point game. And again, a lot of that was because he was hitting his jumper. But when you look back to how he played against Cleveland then, settling for his jumper, granted he had LeBron James on him for a good chunk of that, or Kevin Love on him, he didn't get to the basket. He didn't attack. And that kind of got the magic stuck. It's clear that of any player on the Magic, Aaron Gordon has the most star potential. He's the guy who has the most talent and ability to to reach that next level. And we've seen that a few times. And the Magic are relying on finding that guy. Whether it's through the draft or whether it's on the roster now, they need that guy. They probably need two of them. And Gordon... Gordon can provide that. I have no doubt of that. But how long are the Magic willing to wait? I think they'll wait another summer. I think they'll give him next year. And whether they give him an extension or not, I don't know. Gordon's defense is good. Is really good. And has earned him some leeway to figure things out on the offensive and if he can take that step up. Now, the Magic aren't going to wait forever. They're going to draft. They're hoping to draft someone who can fill that that starring role. But the Magic are still relying on Aaron Gordon's ascension. Because when he gets up, he gets up. He is a, he's a dynamic athlete. And can change games with that momentum that, that, dunking, that those dunks create. The way he, he dunked over Marcus Smart on Friday night... Change the momentum of that game for a little bit. And Gordon was just on fire. Boston had no answer for him. Brooklyn had no answer for him. And Gordon's got to learn when to use his aggression properly. And he's got to make his jumper consistent. And if he can do all that, he'll get to the place where the Magic need him to be. That part's not easy. It's been something we've been asking of him. It's something we asked of Victor Oladipo. It's something we've asked of a lot of players in this rebuild. It's it's Aaron Gordon's turn to figure out where he where he's going to go next. And that's what I'd like to see in these last four games, is see Aaron Gordon become more of the star that the Magic need. We'll see if he can do that, of course. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Again, you can find us 
on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, Audio, Stitcher. Tune in. Again, we're closing out the season here, uh, closing up shop just a little bit, uh, but we'll have plenty of content in the weeks after the season. Uh, for last, at least a few weeks after the season, heading into the NBA draft. So we'll, we'll I'm still mapping out the postseason schedule here, uh, but plenty to come, both here on Locked On Magic as well as OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily and like Orlando Magic Daily on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. Again, thank you again for listening to today's episode of the Magic Take on the Brooklyn Nets at the Amway Center. Just four to go. Uh, Seven o'clock. Fox Sports Florida or NBA League Pass if you get it. Fox Sports Go if you have that as well. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Check those out uh, if you can't make it to the Amway Center for the game. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.